All right, guys, welcome back to Fanatics here on 1460 KXNO. A little World Series uh, preview coming up after this. Uh, Coach Campbell's with me. Uh, you got a World Series pick. Um, have you even watched baseball? Your Indians are not in it. Do, do you even know? <laughs> no. I guess it's the Nationals and the Astros going at it tonight. Wait, we got a prediction? Honestly, if you would ask me the, that question, I would have been really embarrassed because I couldn't have even <laughs> answered who was playing in the World Series. So, you know, once the Indians were out, I was checked out. Yeah, no, I, I kind of figured I kind of figured that was the case with you. Well, good win in, in Lubbock. You get up 20 to nothing. And, uh, okay, so I've been wondering about this. When you get up, when you get like a three possession lead in football, is it somewhat natural as a play caller on either side to quit pressing in the sense that like you don't need to blitz as much on defense? I don't know. Like I, I just, I've noticed this in football over the years, coach, that oftentimes when, when somebody gets up, let's say three scores, we saw this against TCU and you guys, it, there's a, you're not letting up, but you, you maybe don't need to bring it. And at that exact same point, the opposition will start to press. And sometimes it can allow a little bit of a comeback. Is, is, that, is that a real thing or am I just sitting in my basement with my, no. <laughs> you know, with my cold beer and am I imagining things? No, I, I think you're right on. You know, I, I think, and not to say your game plan changes, but I think the flow of the game changes. Yeah. And I think you have to, <clears throat> the objective is to win the game. And I think, you know, what you have to be is cognizant of what the situation looks like and feels like. And, you know, you, you even talk about our game on Saturday. You know, defensively, I think the game plan kind of goes out the window up 20 to nothing yeah. to say, hey, listen, like, want to protect this lead. We want to make them earn the right to go down the field. We don't want to give up the big play. And I think you saw our defense kind of change that mentality a little bit. I think offensively, you know, you, you're obviously I don't think we ever quit not being aggressive in the game. But I think what your thoughts process is, you, the ball is your friend now. Yeah, and, exactly. And so I think there is a mentality of, of how the flow of any game does. And it's the same thing, you know, when it's close or you're down that, you know, what are you going to do to try to win the football game? And so I think you're always kind of trying to think that way. And, you know, I, I think the positive for us is even though the flow of the game changed a couple times throughout the game, we were always able to adapt. And, you know, I thought, you know, our defense's ability after the, you know, the interception to, to hold them and, and not get any points off of that, that drive was really huge. And then our offense's ability twice to respond to scoring drives, you know, both in the third quarter with Brees' big run and then in the fourth quarter after the defense stopped them and, you know, the offense – Tariq had the great catch from Brock, and obviously Brees had a great run to kind of put, kind of put it away. I thought those were huge responses and really great growth from our football team that you know really I haven't seen here in a while. Well, and I also I even like just the first play or the first drive of the game. You guys, I don't know what you were averaging per play, but it was insane that drive. You go down, you have a penalty, miss a field goal, and I remember just feeling to myself like, oh boy, you know. Clones should be up 7-0. This is an opportunity for Tech to completely flip this thing, and you guys just bounced right back. I mean, it was 20-0. It could have been 28 really easily. Is that Does your team do that last year, I guess, on the road? Yeah, you know, I think one thing we talked about, even this year, you know, where we haven't got off to great starts on the road. And, you know, I think that's a sign of, number one, maturity. I think in number two, um, you know, we, we addressed and talked about it. And if you, you look back at the West Virginia game, you look back at the Baylor game, you know, we, we didn't get off to a great start. And, you know, when you play good teams, that 
that's got a chance to, to cost you, and it did a, to us early in the season. And so, you know, I, I give our kids credit. I give up obviously both sides of the ball. You know, Coach Manning and Coach Haycock are a lot of credit too. I think both had great aggressive game plans early, and we knew, you know, against a team that had traditionally in Texas Tech, I want to say it was 75 to 6, was their first quarter scoring in their favor that we knew we had to get off to a great start in that football game. We haven't talked much about it yet, but looking ahead to Saturday, I'm sorry. I think this is a little bit of a trap game, not necessarily for your team. I'm not saying you guys will take it lightly, but I do think there's an ability here for a fan to go, oh, we're cruising now, and you look at Oklahoma State and they've lost a few games in a row, but it's simply a deal, and you've said it a couple times this week, you can't really judge a team just necessarily by record alone. If you start to peel back what they've done, there's a lot of little fluky type deals in there, and they're moving the ball. I mean, I, I think that Gundy and Sanders and Hubert, I, I don't know, Coach, I just think that it's a really um, interesting football team that will be in here on Saturday that's going to come after you guys. Yeah. Well, I, I would hope our, our fan base is, is – um, you know, wouldn't be naive to the fact that this is one of the best teams in the Big 12 right now. And, you know, I, I think for us, we know what's coming in here. And, and you're getting right now top two offenses in the Big 12. You're getting probably one of the best running back, if not the best running back in college football right now. One of the best, if not the best wide receiver in college football right now. And maybe the best young quarterback in college football coming in here. And, you know, you're getting a defense that's got a lot of veteran guys on it. And really, it's a it's a group that's kind of had a couple of bounces go the opposite yeah. way. If not, there you're talking about six and one or seven and zero oh right now. Football team coming in here, and so um, it's a team that's fighting for everything. It, it wants to stay in the race. It wants to stay alive, and um, you know we'll get their best shot for sure. We're just kind of like we've gotten everybody's best shot, and for us. I think it goes back to, man, this is our seventh game in a row. Um, our ability to kind of get back to being the best version of us. You know, I, I think you left Texas Tech saying we did some really good things, but also there were some things we left out there. And, you know, fundamentally and detail-wise, we'll need to be our best in the best we played all season to be able to compete and beat this football team. Does it help, too? Like, if I'm if I'm Mike Gundy and I'm, I'm mentoring Spencer Sanders and, and they just get done playing Baylor, um, we made a lot of it a couple of weeks ago, but Baylor's playing similar defense to you there's there are some differences but then like does it does it help a kid like that who is kind of going through this for the first time to okay he got a taste of it with Baylor still was productive now he did have turnovers but he still was productive I mean is that a is that a thing that maybe scouting it two weeks in a row he should be better against you guys well I think if you just even think about how you set up your scout teams and your look teams yeah, on Tuesday yeah. and Wednesday and um, you know I think as the quarterback so much is about vision and movement keys and knowing where those movement keys look and fit I, I think it's a huge advantage and, and certainly you know for any quarterback especially a young quarterback I think it really allows that young man to feel confident about at least what he's coming into from a structure standpoint as he comes into the game I uh um, f finally, and this is where I just would, I would give anything to be in your guys' film rooms and stuff on, on Sunday. I just, I've, I've really enjoyed watching your offensive line. I mean, they're just getting pushed. It looks good. Jones, um, this, the, you know, coming back into the game with the ankle deal on Saturday. I don't even know how, do you guys want, I guess this is a two-part question. Do you give out grades? Because we always hear coaches talk about grading out and whatnot and two like I'm just curious where this group is at if you were giving out grades compared to not only last year but even after the UNI game because it, it just looks 
it looks like everything's clicking with that group and they've they've taken the brunt of some criticism over the years i think it's just fair to pat them on the back when things are going well too yeah you know we, we obviously definitely do we grade out our kids whether it's practice or every game we do and you know this offensive line is graded out in a really positive way over the last couple of weeks but uh, again I think to me great offensive line play is knowing that that line's going to be there with great consistency through the entirety of the year yeah. and you know they've done a great job in, in some great moments for this team but you know I think their their best is still yet to come with which is really exciting, and, and I think for them, the pride of saying, man, maybe we are the group that's got a chance to kind of rechange the thought process of what offensive line football looks like at Iowa State, which is really big. And you know, a lot of credit's got to go to Coach Myers, a young coach who you know has played the position himself for us, has come in, and really over the last two years, in, in my opinion, has really reshaped the mentality and the fundamentals of that offensive line, and he's done an incredible job. And so um, between him and, and the, the seniors, in that group, I give those guys a lot of credit because they're taking a lot of pride in, in really re reevaluating and re reestablishing the standard of offensive line play. Well, I know I don't have to tell you, but I, I think Saturday's perfect. A 2.30 kick, in my opinion, is the best kick time. It looks like we're finally going to have good weather in central Iowa on a, on a home game Saturday, a really good team coming to town. And I love just the, the month of October, too. You're going you're gonna to kick off a day. By the time the game's over, it's probably going to be night. I think this place is going to be sold out. So soak it up, man. Clones are three and one, and you guys are rolling. Best of luck. Well, we appreciate it, and we'll need this great fan base. It's going to take all of us on Saturday. But uh, appreciate everything, and go Cyclones. All right, Iowa State head coach Matt Campbell here on 1460 KXNO.